Welcome to the Eating Habits for Life podcast. I'm Kate Johnston, and I'm an eating habit and weight loss coach for career women. I'll help you become the person who no longer has bad eating habits and loses the weight she really wants to in a way that lasts. Let's start. Hi there, welcome to the podcast. So for all my lovely career women who are listening, I have seven energy boosting habits for you. A couple of them are eating habits, of course, but the rest are non-eating habits. They are all what I would call very healthy habits. So each of them has many more benefits than just being energy boosting. That's so fun because, hey, who doesn't love more benefits? And with the warmer weather just around the corner, who doesn't want more energy? Coming out of those winter months, we can feel a little bit low energy, especially March and April when we're really starting to get really tired of the cold weather. So these seven energy boosting habits can not only help with your productivity during your workday, but also with leaving you feeling way more energized at the end of your workday so you can enjoy the things you want to enjoy. You work hard, so you want to be able to do the things that you want to do and really have the energy to do them rather than just feeling like you're plopping down on the couch exhausted after coming home, doing your chores, doing all the things, right? And then you also want to avoid half of the weekend being spent recovering from that very draining work week. When I was working anywhere from 50 to 80 hours in orthopedic trauma surgery, I was on call a lot and we often had to be at the hospital at 6 a.m. and stay until whenever they needed us until a lot of my evenings and at least part of the weekend was spent just recovering from that, feeling like I was catching up on some sleep and of course the chores that I didn't necessarily have energy to do on the weekdays. But who wants to spend their entire weekend doing that stuff? So if you're in this same boat, I feel you. I've got you covered. All right, so energy boosting habit number one is to avoid foods that can drain you of energy. Two big ones are very processed carbohydrates and refined or added sugars. So Very processed carbohydrates would mean that any grain that has been ground into a flour, flour that is used in things such as bread, baked goods, pasta, crackers, pretzels, pizza crust, all those delicious carby things, right? Refined or added sugars are sugars that have been refined down to just the sugar, so sort of stripped down to just the sugar that has no nutritional value. It has just value as far as providing some calories for energy, but nothing beyond that. Refined sugar can come from a natural source, but all of the good stuff essentially with the natural food is stripped away completely and just the simple sugar is left. Example of these would be white sugar, brown sugar, coconut sugar, high fructose corn syrup. These things are found in items like candy, baked goods like cookies, muffins, soda, even condiments like ketchup and barbecue sauce. So the reason why these can drain you of energy is because they enter your bloodstream quickly since there is not much to be processed by your body. Because they enter your bloodstream quickly, your insulin spikes quickly. 
Insulin has many tasks. However, its most important job is to regulate glucose, which is sugar. So regulate the glucose levels in your bloodstream and enable your body's cells to utilize that glucose as energy. There are several reasons why you don't want a massive spike in insulin, but for folks who are trying to lose weight, a big reason why this is undesirable is because when it is coupled with excess glucose or sugar, your body will store the excess glucose as fat. So as far as it affecting your energy levels, you can experience fatigue whenever you have foods with a lot of sugar or flour in them because more insulin is needed to regulate that glucose and turn it into energy and your body ends up spending more energy to try to make sure that there is enough glucose or sorry, enough insulin to regulate that glucose. Diabetics have a tougher time with this and therefore can feel even more fatigue than a non-diabetic. Now, on the flip side, low blood sugar can also cause fatigue, so it's a matter of balance, of course. Typically, when you are eating sugars in their whole food form, meaning if you're eating a piece of fruit, then because there is much more to that fruit to be processed, By your body, the sugars don't enter the bloodstream as quickly and your insulin doesn't have as much of a spike. Therefore, there's going to be much less risk of fatigue. Also, much less risk of fat storage leading to weight gain down the road potentially. The same thing is true for eating carbohydrates in their whole grain form. When you eat carbohydrates in a form that is much closer to their whole food form, their natural form, it would cause a much more stable level of glucose and insulin. So things like quinoa, farro, bulgur wheat, uh, barley, oats, rice, many times Packaged foods will say that they have whole grains in them. However, they have been ground up into a flour. So they're not really in their whole grain or whole food state like they like you want them to be. They're processed into flour. So look for things where they are not ground up, where it's just the grain itself. Like you can actually see the grains, right? If you can start making it a habit to decrease the sugar or the flour little by little, you will start to see the benefits of this. I typically don't recommend to my clients to completely eliminate because that can cause cravings. It can also be very difficult for your brain to want to stick to that. I also don't think that it's necessary for most people. I think you can still have your treats, but some people do prefer to eliminate something completely, and that works better for some people. So it's really more so about what you want for your eating habits for the future and the compromises that you want to make and still reach your goals, and also the treats that you still want to maintain and still reach your goals. All right, so... Energy boosting habit number two, focus on foods that will help to increase your energy, right? Of course, (laughs) this is very obvious. So essentially foods that have lots of nutrients in them. 
These foods will help to increase your energy levels, partly because your body needs all of these nutrients to thrive and for all of your organs, including your brain, to function well. If everything is functioning at an optimal level, you're going to feel better overall. You'll feel more energized. So look for foods that are as close to their whole food form as possible, meaning how they grew in nature. So these are typically the ones that have the highest level of nutrients still in them. When foods are processed either mechanically, like by a machine, like ground up or with chemicals, they have often been stripped of a lot of the nutrients, sometimes even almost all of them. So foods like vegetables, beans, fruit, nuts, seeds, fish, poultry, even beef and pork. Now, dairy products can be processed um, and they can sometimes cause inflammation in some people. So you may or may not feel great if you eat or drink dairy products, but all the other foods like the vegetables and the fruits and the um, beans, uh, nuts, seeds, and, and proteins like the animal products, these are whole foods. So unless these have been like ultra processed and don't look like their natural whole food form, then these foods are most likely going to provide a lot of nutrients for you. So <clears throat> with the dairy thing, you might want to test this out yourself. So dairy can have some nutrients in them. So including some dairy can be a good thing for your diet. And certainly lots of people enjoy things like cheese, right? But you do want to just test out to see if these cause any sort of inflammatory symptoms for you. You can try out, you can test them out by eliminating dairy for two or three weeks and see how you feel. Sometimes people notice that they have increased energy when they eliminate something like dairy. And so they never really realized that the dairy may have been causing maybe some bloating or inflammation or fatigue until they take a little bit of a break from it. So you can eliminate one food at a time if you want to test this out. And I really only recommend um, doing this if you feel like you have some symptoms that are unexplained or you just don't feel great, right? So to sort of go along with the first energy boosting habit of avoiding some foods that can cause fatigue, if you do have a sensitivity or allergy to a food like dairy, that specific food may be one that is causing fatigue for you. So you may wish to avoid or decrease or eliminate that, that food or food group. And again, to make a habit of incorporating these foods with higher nutrients into your diet, start small. Increase the amount of one or two that you really enjoy a little bit and go from there. Also, be sure you're getting enough calories for the day to meet your energy expenditure, meaning how much energy you're burning. If you're only consuming a thousand calories a day and you're an adult, you're probably going to feel fatigued. Most adults need somewhere between 1100 and 1300 calories a day just to keep them alive for the day. So that's if you're just lying down all day, not doing anything, right? So then of course, if you're doing things, you're going to need more calories than just 1100 to 1300. So our body and our brain utilize a lot of calories for energy just to keep you alive. And that's really without doing anything for the day. That's just existing. So 
A lot of adults need more calories than that, of course, because they are not just lying around all day doing absolutely nothing and not thinking about anything. So energy boosting habit number three is eliminate. Eliminate things that are on your schedule that don't need to be done. Eliminate things that are on your schedule that you don't want to do that wouldn't cause anyone harm if you didn't do them, right? Including yourself. You don't need to eliminate them completely or entirely either. You can maybe decrease the frequency of some things or decrease the duration that you spend doing some of these things. Allow yourself to say no to people if they invite you to do something that you don't really want to do. I have been doing this more often lately and it feels really good. I know as a career woman, it is very easy to get into that mode of doing, 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 of producing, of saying yes, of accomplishing. But sometimes that can be a little bit harmful to you, to your happiness, to your health even, and it's just not worth it. So I recommend really taking a look at your daily, weekly, and monthly schedule and weeding out some things that don't really need to be done. You will feel so much lighter even if you just eliminate one thing. Even if you feel like you're physically able to do all the things on your schedule, sometimes just mentally looking at that list or that schedule is exhausting, right? Or even just knowing that you have all of these things scheduled can make your brain sort of be like, whoa, (laughs) I love overproducing myself. However, my brain does not like it when I have lots of things on the schedule for the evenings and the weekends. If I have a ton of things to do during the workday, I'm totally fine with that. As soon as my list starts building up for the evenings or the weekends, I start getting a little bit stressed out. And we all know that when you're stressed, this will really drain you of energy. Maybe make a habit of eliminating things from your schedule just by committing to eliminating or decrease one thing a month to start with. Then you can move on to two things a month, then maybe something once a week. Or if you prefer to eliminate something one day at a time as you go, then do that. I I do just recommend starting small though. All right, so moving on to energy boosting habit number four, incorporate more energy producing thoughts into your day. All right, so this is a fun one. So feeling energized is just a feeling, right? You're feeling energized within your body. There are other emotions or feelings that feel similar to energized. A few examples might be playful, motivated, inspired, creative, excited. So in order to feel these feelings in your body, you must think a thought that produces any of these feelings. So think about it like this, just a really super simple example. If you have a thought, I can't wait to go to the concert tonight, you're then going to feel maybe excitement in your body, right? If you had the thought, I don't feel like going to the concert tonight, you're not going to feel excitement in your body. You might even feel fatigued or at least lower energy, right? So your thoughts really matter. Your thoughts go from your brain to your body, meaning you have a thought in your brain and then you feel the feeling in your body that that thought generates. So if you want to feel a certain feeling or emotion, think of a thought 
that will help generate that feeling or emotion in your body. So this is something that I help my clients with when they need help with this. And we sort of stay on top of this each and every week. So I highly recommend thinking a thought that you feel like is believable to you. If you truly don't want to go to the concert, then don't try to get yourself hyped up for the concert. Just allow yourself to decide that you don't want to go. But if you want to go to the concert and want to have a good time, but you're feeling a little bit of a low energy, maybe because your day at work was um, a little bit draining, you can certainly utilize your thoughts to help energize you. Your thoughts really are powerful. All right, so energy boosting habit number five is if you're feeling really tired or low energy, instead of drinking more caffeine, consider drinking more water. Your body needs water for energy. It literally needs the water molecules. So if you're not getting enough water or you're fatigued despite drinking a whole lot of caffeine, you may want to consider increasing your water intake instead of going for that fourth cup of coffee. I know coffee tastes better than water sometimes, but you will notice a difference. Also, if you're trying to lose weight, water can help with weight loss. One of the reasons, there's many reasons, but one of the reasons is because oftentimes your brain will mistake dehydration for hunger. So if you're feeling hungry, it can be because you're actually dehydrated. Now, I wouldn't go from drinking not much water a day to trying to drink a gallon of water a day. That's going to be really difficult and uncomfortable. Therefore, to make a habit of drinking more water, I recommend trying to get an idea of about how much water or other fluids that don't have caffeine in them that you are drinking during the day. And if it's less than eight to 10 eight ounce glasses, you may consider increasing that a bit, maybe by like a half of a a glass a day or even a glass of a day for a week or two and then bump it up from there. So just give that a try instead of adding more caffeine. I can pretty much guarantee you that you're going to feel more energized. So energy boosting habit for career women number six is not feeling guilty about adding a little bit more sleep in. I could have just left it adding a little bit more sleep in. However, we'll take it next level and say not to feel guilty about it. A lot of times career women or just women in general feel guilty about resting. This is typically because we don't want to be seen as lazy. This is my thoughts at least. So I think personally, this kind of goes back to the more primitive days where we were really concerned about not being kicked out of the herd or the community. So to not be kicked out, we'd be highly motivated to be over producers, right? To be those, to, to sort of be seen as the, the person that does a lot of the work. They're, they're the person that contributes a lot to the community or to the herd, right? or to be sure that we're just really constantly working and not resting more than the others. This is really silly if you think about it because you need adequate rest if you want to perform well, and it's not a competition. In order to be more productive, your body needs that rest and your brain needs that rest. Rest is not a luxury, it's a necessity. So take a look at when you're going to bed 
taking into account about how long it takes for you to actually fall asleep, how many times you wake up during the night, and how long it takes you to fall back to sleep generally each of those times, right? And also take a look at when you're waking up in the morning. So just sort of estimate all of these, right? You're probably getting less sleep than you think you are. To make a habit of getting a little bit more sleep or rest and without feeling guilty, just commit to an extra 15 minutes and remind yourself that this is necessary, just like it's necessary to drink water or brush your teeth every day, right? So go to bed 15 minutes earlier or wake up 15 minutes later or take a 15 to 20 minute power nap during the day if you can. That's better than nothing, right? If you need to set an alarm in the evening to start getting ready for bed 15 minutes earlier, then do so. Also, if you feel like you're just going to lie there in bed because you're not used to going to bed 15 minutes earlier, that's okay. Just start there and even just resting without necessarily falling asleep 15 minutes earlier, that's just giving your body and brain some rest as well. And That's just helping you to transition then to maybe a few weeks later actually being able to fall asleep earlier. So also, if you feel like you're just unmotivated to do this, write down your reasons why going to bed 15 minutes earlier can benefit you. Or if you don't feel like the 15 minutes is going to benefit you, obviously that is just a step in the right direction. Look at the end goal. You might look at 15 minutes and say, that's not really a whole lot more sleep. I'm not really going to feel more energized with that. Well, of, of course, you're probably not going to feel more energized just getting 15 more minutes of sleep, but that's just one step in the right direction. You're going to start increasing, but you want to start out small. So look at that end goal, right? Maybe you ultimately want to start getting eight hours of sleep instead of five. So write down the benefit of that end goal of getting eight hours of sleep. Put that in a spot that can serve as a reminder to you. That will typically make it easier for you to extend your sleep little by little as you go. All right, for my seventh energy boosting habit, get at least a little bit of movement in each day. More specifically, if you have a desk job, try to get outside during your lunch break or any break, even just for a 10-minute walk. This will help boost your mood and increase circulation, which can increase your energy levels big time. If you're able to do more than 10 minutes of any sort of movement, then great. I'm sure you've even heard the recommendation of parking on the far side of the parking lot so you have to walk a longer distance to get into work. Things like this are super helpful to just get that little bit of extra movement in. I personally think that parking lots are the most dangerous places for pedestrians. Well, of course, besides highways, right? So I don't particularly recommend um, walking more in the parking lot, but if you're able to um, get out for a walk or even just stretch during your workday or take the stairs instead of the elevator, then do it. Or when you get home from work, go for a short walk. Or even if you have some time in the morning, bring your coffee on a walk with you. You can do, or (laughs) bring your water on a walk with you, right? You can do something like yoga at the end of the day to relax you for the evening. That's 
movement, right? And if you play a sport, then commit to doing this a few times a week. Anything you can do to make sure you're getting some movement in during the week. Now, if you're exercising lots of hours every day or doing any sort of strenuous exercise, right, and you're feeling low energy, you might be burning more calories than you're consuming, causing this low energy. So just take a look at that or at least be aware of that. And allow yourself some rest days or if you don't like to completely not do anything um, because that's how my husband Paul and I are, then do what we do, which is an active rest day where it's your rest day, but you're going for, say, like a three to five mile walk, for example. Now, and you can choose any distance, right? It can be a one mile walk or a 10 minute walk. (laughs) So certainly there are lots of other things you can do to help boost your energy, especially if you're a career woman. However, this podcast episode would be ridiculously long if we covered every single thing. These are some of my favorites though. So you don't have to do them all, but pick one or two to start with and go from there. These are just some general recommendations and they don't work for every single person or some people might have circumstances that make some of these more difficult than others. But in general, these work really, really well for a majority of people. So see what works best for you. It's all on an individual basis. And that's why you want to just pick one or two that you think will work well for you. All right. Take care. I hope you have an energy filled week and I'll talk with you soon. Become the person who loves her eating habits and her body so you can enjoy more of your life. I'll help. Start now by just setting up a time to talk with me by visiting katemjohnston.com forward slash consult.